Hey, this is Amy Choi, one of the executive producers of To See Each Other. We heard so many incredible, heartwarming stories while making this show. Today, I'm here with a special bonus story from Michigan. This is the story of Maria Elena Fournier, who lives in Detroit and who is out in the field right now traveling throughout Michigan, asking questions and holding really profound conversations that change all the people involved. Maria Elena was born in Puerto Rico and moved to the mainland as a child. After navigating a difficult relationship with a white supremacist roommate in college, they were bewildered by people's openness in rural areas when they were participating in the deep canvas, which gave them incredible hope. They shared their story with us. Be sure to check out Maria Elena's story and listen to all six episodes of the show right now. When I first heard that this deep canvas was even happening, I was shocked. I was not expecting anyone to devote their time or organizing power to this stuff. I kept saying, like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way this is going to work. But I kept going to see because we were having good conversations. We were having people at the doors open up immediately. The first shift I ever went on, we were in Mount Clemens, Michigan. It's in a very rural part of Michigan. It's closer to the Thumb area. We knocked on about 40 doors. The 40th door was the only door to answer. And they were a male in their 40s, um, white, blonde hair, blue eyes, MAGA all the way. And he was extremely hostile right from the get-go with Caitlin. And that was my introduction to this. She was trying her best to talk to him and he was just screaming at us. He was saying some very racist things. He was comparing immigrating from Mexico and crossing the border illegally to breaking into a concert, making the equivalent like, well, I waited five years for my concert ticket. They can wait their share. So after a little bit of um, hostility, me and Caitlin decided to leave that it wasn't worth it. But even though we had that interaction, it still showed me that they're reacting to what we're saying. They're listening to what we're saying and they want their voice to be heard. So that was my first shift. And then the day right after, we had way more people talk to us and we actually had an older woman in her 70s and she, in the middle of our conversation, just looked down at the floor and said, I'm not racist. She was talking about how there's a lot of immigrants in her area and that she worked with a lot of immigrants and she doesn't like when they don't speak English and that it makes her uncomfortable and that she thinks they're talking bad about her. And Jill, one of our coworkers, just asked her, why do you feel that they are talking bad about you? Why do you feel they are talking negatively? Why is that your assumption? And basically flipped it around on how, well, immigrants don't know what you're saying, or what if we were in their country and stuff like that. And that made her really stop and think like, wow, I'm, I must sound like a racist right now. And that's probably what clicked in her head at that point. And to me, that was eye-opening. And from that moment, I decided to stay. And I knew that what we were doing was was working. It, it moved me. We could relate on a lot of things. I learned that I am way more empathetic than I thought I was. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have the heart to listen to certain people's problems. And I, I learned that I can help people get through their cognitive dissonance. One of the conversations that surprised me the most was actually an 80-something-year-old German immigrant. Her name was Inga. She immigrated here in the 50s, and she was a full-on Trump supporter. And as we got talking, she told me that her husband went through the Korean War and suffered similar problems as my father did. 
So we were able to talk about how the VA treated them and living with such little amount of money and having to debate whether to feed your family or to take your medication. And I didn't think that we would have anything in common. I didn't think I would move her on anything or that we would agree on anything because she had this strong stance. Well, I came here the right way. I deserve everything that I'm getting, even though she wasn't getting anything. And towards the end of the conversation, she told me basically verbatim what I had told her, that we all deserve, no matter where we come from, no matter our our age or our, our class, we all deserve access and dignity to a better life. And she told me that she didn't want her granddaughter or her children to suffer the way that she has or the way that I have. And to me, that was a very surprising conversation because she was complete, complete Trump supporter Republican. And for her to say that she agrees with everything that I'm saying and that we should do something was just a shocker to me. I describe the deep canvas work that I do as opening the eyes of people who have been misinformed or have received the wrong information or have been fed these scapegoats. And I try to tell people that we're just having open-ended conversations full of empathy. It's basically therapy at the door. Even if the person didn't agree with us, it's usually a very good and positive interaction. And it just motivates me. And it makes me super happy when we had a connection. Of course, there are some bad days that really make you question how humanity is even here. But whether you have a good or a bad day, you know that you just have to keep going. Because there's more people out there who need to be informed who haven't been informed.